the story goes as follows. Long ago, a samurai was walking at night down the road of or the road to Kyoto when he heard someone calling out for him to wait. Who's there? He asked nervously, only to turn around and find a man stripping off his clothes and pointing his bare buttocks at the flabbergasted traveler. A huge glittering eye then opened up where the strange man's anus should have been. And that's the whole story, right? Like that's it. That's he the, saw a guy whole, with a with a butthole for an eye or an eye for a butthole. The, that's the whole story. And then there's two pictures here of like a guy looking at a guy bent over with a an eye where his butthole should be. I don't think I can be on this podcast anymore. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight and joining me this week is... Alex? And... Tiffany! Yeah! Wow, Tiffany, sorry, I cut you off. It's okay. I'll, I jumped the gun. All I was saying was yeah, and just trying to point oh. and find you. You're here for me. Welcome to the podcast where we do visual jokes. So I'm pointing <laughs> at Tiffany. Uh, and we have a guest this week. Uh, please welcome for the very first time... On the podcast, but not in the room where we recorded the podcast. Well, I guess you've technically been on once, or a couple times maybe, because you've yelled from the background. Uh, please uh, welcome Jesse. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Do you... I... This is riv- riveting. <laughs> ah. It's should always... I go get my energy drink that I've been saving? Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm, oh, I'm always oh, so bad at bringing people into this. It's like, yeah, oh, no, uh, just just talk about yourself. I think no, the, that was, the first that time perfect. that it, if every if if uh, if you've listened to all of the episodes like I have, the first time you've heard me, I think was yelling out from the couch, whoever this um, sort of mana character is, because you name that character in sort of mana. Yes, you did. My, that was my answer to like who I want to see in Smash Bros. I think that was the oh. very first thing that I've ever said on the show. Jesse is a no refund super fan. Absolutely, I, I, I kind of am. <laughs> Although I feel bad, I keep forgetting to listen to the to the latest episode. That's okay. That's no um, big deal. Um, to, no, it is. You, it is, Dwight. You've it emailed is. in like a billion times too, so that's very. Yeah, thank yeah, you very yeah. much for that. Alex has been wanting that a thousand. Times. I don't listen to any of the episodes, so maybe you should replace him with me because no, he but, clearly likes this podcast more than me. <laughs> Yeah, but like you're on it as a as a mainstay. That's different. Mm, mm, I, I think that I, I don't really listen to most of the things that I do or like if I've recorded a video or something like that outside of like the whole editing process, I rarely ever return to it to Agreed. to enjoy as my own entertainment. I know Tiffany is different and she goes back and actually listens to us. I was just going to say am I a weird person because I will edit the episode and then when Dwight releases it I will listen to it in my car on Spotify and be like, oh my god, my podcast is on Spotify. I'm so cool. I love that stuff. I love it so much. And it's the same when I'm in a video. I will watch that video over and over and over again. Even if I edited it. I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> um, but I definitely don't watch all of the stuff that I put out after the fact. Occasionally I will. Occasionally I'll get into something and be like, oh yeah, I remember enjoying this in the moment. 
and then like now I'm enjoying it now but most of the time it, it just goes up and then it's it's up and oh yeah Jesse uh do you post things somewhere like uh, I, I was gonna say you went out quite a bit right yeah yeah I've been trying to yeah um background for me I've had like four YouTube channels three of them all being let's plays um the most recent one before the one I'm on now we put out a ton of content it like an overwhelmingly anxiety inducing amount of content because like we would record and film for like four hours and they're like 15 minute bits of uh of, of gameplay and then i would have like tons and tons of files that are just sitting waiting to be edited and the person i was doing it with would be like when were you recording more and i'm like i don't want to like i already have a pile of stuff to do so that ended and i finally got to the end of all the videos and i think i finished editing them in august and when i did i realized that i had episodes going up all the way through i think next month either next month or the month after will be the end of all of it but yeah we, we put insane. up like like over 380 episodes or something like that like in a year Oh my god! And they're all fifteen we were doing, minutes long. I mean, some are fifteen minutes, some are thirty minutes. Oh wow! Uh, some are a little bit longer than that. It varies, but yeah, man, it was a, it was a lot. What's your uh, current I... channel oh. that you have? Sorry. The well, the current channel. It's actually you can see it on my on my uh, my name on on the call. It's Super right. Joystick Bros. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's mostly me. It it was originally intended to be like a bunch of different people all on it like me and you and alex and tiffany and bonnie and yeah whoever like that was my plan and i was telling people about that when i was like first starting to create this new channel and then COVID happened mm. and i was just like well guess it's just gonna be me for a while i feel like a lot of stories i hear have that that exact statement and then COVID happened yep <laughs> and now it's not exactly what we thought it was gonna be you know no but no. I, I have been able to do um, Let's Plays via Zoom to have Ooh. people on. And I've, I've worked out a system for doing that. And that's worked out okay. So I have a few episodes up with a friend um, now. And I have some coming out with uh, Molly and Eddie. Oh, which, nice. Which you guys know. But the um, fans probably don't. I mean, all of our fans are our friends. So <laughs> yeah, but they, like they might know. <laughs> Cowie hasn't met uh, Molly and Eddie, I don't think. Right, right. So. Have I met Molly and Eddie? Yeah, I don't I, think you have either. Okay. I I mean, say they, I've heard the names, but I don't know yeah. the people. I mean, I might be the only person that's met them. So In the world. Yeah, you might be. You might, you might actually be. I, I guess fuck me, I guess. <laughs> mm, later. Whoa. Uh, uh, Tiffany, were you gonna say something or? Oh yeah, I, I was gonna say in response to Jesse saying he put out 380 episodes in a year, we've put out <laughs> 59. How many episodes have we put out in two years? 59 uh, in I think yeah, 59 in two years. No, no, not in two years. No, it was... no, we were we were looking at it over the course of the last two years. Yeah, I think in the last two years, we've gone from, like, I think it was, like, 39 to 59, so we put out it 20 like in the last... 20 episodes. I think it was 22. Years. Yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, we put out 
less content than you. Just to, to be fair, it's way more quality. <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, let's not say that our content is quality. We, I just said more quality than. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a relative term. Yeah. Yes. And then I mean, COVID put, happened. We've put out sixty episodes in four years. That's. That's pretty embarrassing. Yep. Uh, well, yep. I, I, I meant to um bring this up. Uh, when we hit 52, that was technically our year anniversary. Because if we had released Ooh. an episode every week, <laughs> that would was. have been one one uh, one whole year's worth of content. Right. And it took us four I mean, years to get there. To, to be fair, I was going to say this earlier. Like when I said, and and then COVID happened, I think that that's the best thing that happened to our podcast. It is. It was like, and then COVID happened, and then we actually recorded a, on like a consistent schedule, and we got regular, and it was amazing. No, it wasn't our amazing. Poops are, our poops are regular. Getting regular is always good. Podcasts, <laughs> poops. Um, that's about it. Well, long, long, long story short, everyone should go check out Super Joystick Bros on YouTube. Is that where you do it? Is uh, everything hosted on YouTube? Or do you like stream on Twitch or anything like that? Um, everything is hosted on YouTube right now. And thank you for the shout out. I do have a Twitch channel that I've been meaning to stream on, but I haven't actually done any of the work to get that all set up and figure out how it works and all that stuff. So you should that's do it. Like down, that's down the line. Tiffany and it's I have been streaming on Twitch and it's been an absolute blast. And I know you be- yeah. hey, you've been, I've been there us. for most of them. I have, yeah. I've been re- I've been enjoying it a lot. It's been uh, a really I good am, time. I am now uh, Jesse's second follower on Twitch. Never mind. So. Uh, th- who's me. my first? I have no idea. I can't. Use- is is it Dwight? Oh no, no. There's one. I think rando dude. It's like slime or something. I don't know. I can't look at who's following you. Yeah, only, no. only you can see who's following you. Yeah, it's a, it's another Twitch streamer who like was just starting out and had like two followers, but he popped up somewhere, and I was like, yeah, I'll follow that because I know how it is. Yeah. And then he like followed back, and I was like, cool. I don't have any videos up, but cool. That's kind of how like early streaming is. It's kind of a tit for tat thing where you yeah. like pop into somebody's stream and you're like, I'm gonna drop a follow, and then. You never say, like, I'll follow you if you follow me back, because that's a dick move. You just follow yes. them and then hope they follow you back. And yeah. you, usually people do. Yeah. I, then I mean, I've been some a big people mean, say that, but... I, I've never followed anyone back. I'm a, well, I guess I'm a big, mean dickhole. I mean, we, oh. we all know you're an asshole, but that's why we like you. It's true. For that big, dump a-hole. That yeah. big asshole that's just a big eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> that happened uh. prior to the podcast. <laughs> So, um, Jesse, one of the things that we've been doing with uh, all of our new guests, or all of our guests in general who've come on, is uh, I know you know what's coming up. Um, it is uh, the last big special episode that we did was our top five TV shows. So we are going to ask you what your top five TV shows are in no particular order or whatever order you want or however you want to present it. Um, in no particular order is good because I don't think I have one. And, um, I've said this before, like I, my favorite TV shows come and go for me. So it's like whatever's current right now. Um, but the office is my number one because it's been, I think my most rewatched, maybe not my most rewatched, but like in terms of, oh, I want to watch that again and doing it like within a short amount of time between like full watches. Uh, so the office how I Met Your Mother. Um, I'm going to, I actually have a list, but I'm going to take one of these off because I've, I've changed my mind already. Uh, <laughs> the Boys, 
I've really been enjoying the boys. Um, and I know people have had issues with them releasing like week to week. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Uh, <laughs> been re releasing the the episodes week to week. Um, but I I kind of like that because it stops me from watching six episodes in a night and then being done with it. So I'm into that. Um, Oran High School Host Club, which is an anime, and it's adorable, and I think it's still on Netflix, and if not on Netflix, maybe find it on Crunchyroll or another uh, anime-type streaming service. But it is, um, it was like my first introduction to a funny, quirky anime that uh, Bonnie got me into, and it's been one that I go back and I was like, ooh, I want to watch that again. Um, and Gravity Falls, which I didn't fall in love with it until Alex talked at length about it, and I was like, I need to watch that now. And then I binged all of it. And I was like, well, that was wonderful. Like the whole way through was awesome. So thank you, Alex. Uh, and that's my top five. I mean, you're welcome. I think you should thank, you know, these two idiots and Jess for making me watch it. Okay. Well, thank you to everyone, including Jess, who's not here. You're very welcome. That's a solid list. Uh, speaking of the boys, um, I, I also agree with what you're saying about, um, I like the, the idea of episodic TV still being... Uh, week to week. Um, we didn't watch The Mandalorian live, but I'm actually looking forward to when The Mandalorian comes back in a couple of weeks at this point, mm. uh, that it's going to be a week to week thing. Because that just, one, it makes the experience last that much longer. It's not like a weekend, like flash in the pan type of like pop culture moment. It actually can like give it, give it some legs and give it some longevity. Also, mm. I feel like I don't absorb things as well if I binge them. Um, or like, things yeah. like they, they lose their impact, especially, I know I've talked about this before, but just watching comedies, if you watch like 10 episodes of like a, a half an hour comedy or a 20 minute comedy, by the time you hit that 10th episode, you're just not laughing at anything anymore. At least I, I tend to stop because you're just, you know, funnied out at that point and you're just kind of going through the motions. So I that's agree what with what like. you're saying. That's what it's like being married to you. Saw that joke coming a mile away. And they're going to have their anniversary soon. <laughs> six years of marriage. Wait, six years? Yes. Yeah. Six just, years of marriage. If you were in the wedding. the wedding, you would know. No, I just wasn't in the wedding. I was at it. Find myself not laughing anymore. Tiffany. Tiffany, your face says otherwise, but people who are just listening are going to get real sad real fast. That was, that was so that mean. I need Brian. Like, Brian always comes to my defense whenever you two make fun of me. I need Brian right now. He is that, I, it's a, I speak the truth. I that, just, that, oh that, like, that hurt my soul. And that like takes a lot because most people don't think I have a soul. That hurt. That was wow. a crushing blow. It's just not I'm funny anymore. I'm for you, Dwight. Thank you. Well, on that note, we're going to move on to our emails. <laughs> And our first email comes from Tiffany. Um, oh, it, what did I write? <laughs> it says, I love Dwight, Dwight so I much, you. I can't wait for four more years. No, that's not what it says. Four more years. Four, <laughs> four more, more beers. Um, no. I didn't write an email. Yes, you did. It I says, did? Star Wars Squadron name thing. Oh, yeah, I did write an email. Poop Fighters. <laughs> That's all it says is poop fighters. 
Is it is it gonna be like poop fighters, like tie fighters, where poop stands for something and put... it's like all oh, that's, caps? That's perfect. Yeah, per- Did... propulsion ordinance <laughs> or poop fighters. Did I put Z at the end? You did not. Damn it! Damn it! Fighters with fighters with a Z would have been perfect. It's like Dragon Ball fighters. That would have been Chef's kiss. But since it's not, it's just Chef's fart. Chef's poop. Yeah, you know what I should be doing? I should be doing. Not laughing. Wow, wow! I wasn't laughing when you were very rude to me. Tiffany hates us. She does. (laughs) I should have been doing this. Sorry. Um. So there, well, there's Tiffany. This is like a real email. Just in case I, you didn't know. You I look, sent it on my birthday. I like looking at that and going and going, oh man, it looks kind of like Foo Fighters, but it's poop instead of foo. Wait. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What's that? Jesse what? just said it was his birthday. Happy belated birthday, but also yeah. something else exciting just happened. We, we can talk about that later. Okay. Wait, I, wait, I didn't well, want to. I didn't want to like forget about that. No, it's okay. I, I don't want to talk like about to... love anymore on this podcast, so <laughs> I, it's not oh, coming up. No. I would like to make a, a statement uh, that kind of harkens back to what we were talking about before. Uh, so I used to be really good at keeping track of birthdays. And then COVID happened, and I have already forgotten, like, four people's birthdays since COVID happened. So, one, I would like to apologize to you, Jesse, because I forgot your birthday. Didn't? And I think you wished me a happy birthday. I absolutely did not. I, oh, I, I, whatever. I, I thought you did. I 100% did not. But <laughs> I, I also forgot Jess's birthday, and... That I have already forgotten the wow. other person whose birthday I forgot. There was somebody in October. No, is that not the, October? August. Is that the uh, ultimate <laughs> insult that you forgot that you forgot their birthday? I think so. <laughs> oh, it was Kyle. I forgot Kyle's birthday. Wow. But but I got reminded by somebody else that it was his birthday. So I wished him a happy birthday. But I forgot his birthday. Like I keep forgetting people's birthdays. And I think it's either the fact that I'm getting older or the fact that COVID has really fucked up my like sense of time. Yeah. Like I like most days I don't even know the date anymore, and I used to be really good at that. Even like, like when I didn't have a job and I was like every day felt the same. I was still like, this is August second, but not anymore. There there was a period um, towards the middle of this where, and it still happens occasionally if I haven't been into the office for a while, where it's like all of a sudden it's Thursday. Like all of a sudden it's yeah. just, it's just Thursday, yeah. and like I don't know where the rest of the week went. That has happened to me way more than I care to um, admit. And it's going to happen again this week because tomorrow's Thursday. And holy shit, okay? I guess. Sure. (laughs) If you say so. Now that I've, um, like, started working again, I'm slowly starting to reacclimate to what time is like, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I'm still forgetting, like, Jesse's birthday. It's fine. Don't so I'll um I'll get you uh I'll get you back for it later, baby. I that's winked a, at him and made a sexual. You that, know that's an HJ joke. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so our next email comes from a Peter, uh, titled "Episode 57." So a little while ago. Uh, hi guys, I appreciate the recent onslaught of episodes. I'm still getting caught up, but I've been thoroughly enjoying them. 
I can relate to several topics from episode 57. I have an Art of Maddie original hanging on my wall. Story there if Alex would like to tell it. Alex, would you like to tell it? Oh, oh yeah. sure. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Peter and I are friends from college. He listens to the podcast and he writes in constantly. Um, and I was the best man in his wedding. So for his bachelor party, I got a bunch of people together, a bunch of like our guy friends, because that's what bachelor parties are, I guess. And we basically played board games. We went disc golfing. We we watched Lord of the Rings. It was like just a laid back kind of thing, which I think is what Peter wanted for a bachelor party. And because like Lord of the Rings was kind of ingrained in us from college because we used to talk about it all the time and watch the movies all the time. And we all had like this one special night that we all remember where we watched all three extended editions of Lord of the Rings back to back in one night. And so I got a commission from Maddie of all of the people attending the bachelor party as characters from the fellowship of the ring and um yeah it got signed by everybody that attended and then i framed it and i gave it to them and it's hanging on their wall in their house now they they own a house that they bought at the beginning of quarantine that i haven't had a chance to go visit very cool i didn't even know they picked one out that's that's amazing alex do you remember who was who in the the picture if you Um, want to bring people up Brian was Gandalf. Solid. Corey and Kyle were Merry and Pippin, but I don't remember who was who. Uh, Dwight was Boromir. Uh, Jared was Gimli. I was Samwise. Uh, Peter was Frodo. And Billy was... Legolas or Aragorn? Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to say. Aragorn. Missing. Billy, Billy was Aragorn? Or was Billy Boromir and you were Aragorn? I feel like I Billy can... was Boromir. I, now that I you're saying Billy that. I Billy was Boromir and, and um, Dwight was Aragorn. I think that's right. I'll I have take... a picture of it somewhere on my computer. It was really cool. Um, it was really good. We only had eight people instead of nine, so there was no Legolas. I do remember that much. We, there were only eight people in attendance, so there was no Legolas. Yeah, that makes unless sense. I'm, unless I'm talking out of my ass. But that was one of the first commissions I got from Maddie, and I fucking loved it. It was amazing. It was so much fun because she streamed doing it. Mm. And it's so much fun to watch her draw on stream. Kind of going off topic and probably something I should have talked about when Maddie was on <laughs> the podcast. But, like, it's so much fun to watch her draw on stream because I have, like, not a creative bone in my body so watching somebody go through the creative process alive is very interesting and watching her especially when she does like D concepts like DD characters i've watched her do a bunch of those watching her like slowly realize what the character is supposed to look like mm-hmm. and and kind of piece together like oh this is what their eyes are supposed to do and like they draw the eyes like seven different times and I'm just like, whoa, all of those look amazing. But she always knows exactly which one is going to fit the character and like watching that. But watching her do the Lord of the Rings one was crazy because it was watching her turn my friends into Lord of the Rings characters 
And I very specifically remember watching her draw Brian as Gandalf. And, like, I, I watch her draw Brian, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks a lot like Brian. And then she gives him the big beard, and I'm like, okay, that still looks just like Brian with a long beard. And then the hat, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Gandalf. <laughs> I was like, I was like, now it just looks like Gandalf to me with Brian's eyes. And I was just like, it's so cool how that developed. And she did the same thing with Jared, which Jared looks exactly like Gimli, so it wasn't that far of a stretch. <laughs> Uh, but it was fun to watch that that whole thing. That is awesome. We still need to commission uh, Maddie for Tiffany's D and D character, and now I need to commission her for some yep. emotes for my Twitch. So, oh yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Yeah, it's nice. gonna be awesome. All right. Um, so continuing from Peter, my wife and I have been jamming on our jamming on our ukuleles recently. He wrote jamming, but I think if you're jamming on something, it's got to be jamming. Um, jamming. Like an apostrophe we, at the end. Exactly. Yeah. We, we be jamming, mom. Exactly. Uh, and he also owns an automaton. Yes. Which is we can, awesome. Uh, yeah. We can start an automaton band. Automatons and rule. An autonomous automaton band. <gasps> and I yes. love that you play the ukulele. I That's one of those things that I always moderately wanted to... I think I already talked about this when when Maddie was on because it's one of those things I always wanted to like pick up, but I know that Tiffany would hate me for having another piece of something I in the house that I don't ever touch or use. Was yep. just gonna say you do not need another unfinished <laughs> hobby. Please don't. Um, What's in our basement right now? Art supplies. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do paintings painting at some point that you didn't do. That it's going on. I think two, two years, years now that it's been there. Do I? Do you want to buy a ukulele and then just leave it at my house? <laughs> sure, that sounds good. As long as you pay me a rental fee, sure, we're all set. Okay, cool. Uh, so why would on. you pay? Why would Jesse pay you? Wouldn't you pay him? No, oh, he'd be, he'd be no, renting my ukulele. Right. He I said would, I would have to. Uh, I buy gotcha. a ukulele and it stays at Jesse's yeah. house. Right. Yeah. And uh, Jesse has like rights to use it. Yeah, yeah, I would stop paying it if, if it was ever paid off, though. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. That makes sense. How about I just buy a ukulele and you can come over? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'm sure Bonnie would love that. Um, so, uh... so, so continuing on from Peters, there are actually two seasons of Disenchantment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on season two after you watch it. Alex or, and or Maddie, have you watched that? Or has anyone here watched that? Uh, No. No. I only watched the first season, I think. Well, after you watch the second season, Peter wants to know. Uh, also, He's also looking forward to the next season of Stranger Things, like the rest of us. Yeah. And now he's got some questions. I think that this is this is prior to us talking about oh, some of this. So we yeah. so I think we'll skip some of it. Um, I'll still read it, but I think we've already answered it in well, a previous episode. But there is forget, some different stuff. Don't forget, Peter also said he's still getting caught up on episodes. Yeah, that's what I that's what I said. He so hasn't gotten probably, to he hasn't gotten yeah, to that episode yet. Yeah. So, um, did any of you watch the Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary Nintendo Direct? And is there anything from that that you're looking forward to? I'm currently working my way through Super Mario 64 for the first time, and it's a lot of fun to see the evolution of 3D Mario games from 64 all the way through Odyssey. That is very cool to me. Somebody who's never actually played 64 before, I would love to see that game with fresh eyes now and i wonder if it holds up at all because like playing that game in 96 when it first came out like was a revolutionary but now so many other games have you know emulated the mario formula i wonder if it's still fresh and original and good uh jack septic 
Oh, did he not play it before? Is he doing that? Yep. He yeah. He put a video up. This is the first time he's ever played it as an adult on on the Switch. And it's I'm not going to spoil anything, but he goes through this progression of like oh to this like ah, eh. and the way it happens is exactly what you'd think, mm. and it's really funny from start to finish. I'll have to check that out. I've heard yeah. I've I've heard of Jack Septicai, but I've never actually watched much of his stuff. I, I, he's like popped up in other people's videos that I've yeah. seen, but I've never actually watched any of his specific content. So Jack Septicai, check him out. All right, um, blah, blah, blah. continuing on with Peter. Next year is Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary. Which Zelda games would you want re- uh, released on the Switch if they did something similar to Mario? Now, this is the question that I had uh, sent to Jesse. So, Jesse, um, what Zelda games do you want to see re-released on the Switch? Okay, I thought about this a lot, and it's almost kind of not a question, because if we think of like video games if they did something similar mario where it was like a 3d all-stars like the 3d games they would probably release you you have like two on the 64 you have two on the gamecube and one on the wii i think and that's it so like personally i would want to see majora's mask released over ocarina of time um because i think it's just a more interesting game uh and yeah, and uh, I, I took the time to actually play through all of it like a couple of years ago. And like, I remember playing it as a kid and not understanding how to play it at all. And I guess it took me until I was an adult and like a walkthrough to be like, oh, this is actually amazing. Um, so I'd want to see that. For like a GameCube title, I'm torn between Wind Waker and Twilight Princess because Wind Waker is the better game but it's already been re-released a bunch of times and I think you can probably get it on Switch. So personally, I think I'd like to see Twilight Princess even though it doesn't compare to Wind Waker at all. And then for like a Wii title, you only kind of have Skyward Sword. Um, if it's like a 3D, if they're doing like a, a three 3D game thing. Um, but I would like to see like an Oracle of Ages or an Oracle of uh, Seasons like kind of remastered in the same way Link's Awakening was and A Link Between Worlds was. I think that'd be really cool, but it does lend itself better to like a 3DS or some sort of uh, handheld. But yeah, I guess if I had to pick three, that makes sense for a similar kind of anniversary release on the Switch. I would go Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and begrudgingly Skyward Sword. (laughs) I think that's a really solid uh, rationale for for your yeah. um, for your reasons. It's actually interesting. I'm pretty sure they they re-released Twilight Princess as well um, on they? on on the Wii U because that's where the oh, Wolf okay. Link amiibo came from. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like that's a uh, interesting uh, that they've already ported those two once, and I would love mm-hmm. to see those two both of those games ported again because Wind Waker is I don't think it's as underrated now as it was when it first came out because it was definitely slept on when it first came out but it is so good it it is probably my third favorite zelda game i would imagine wind waker um what i would like to see is uh i I thought about this in a different way because i realize now he's saying something similar to mario but what i would love to see them do for uh the the anniversary is a complete remake of ocarina of time um 
completely not not necessarily ground up but yeah ground up just make the world bigger um give it the uh the breath of the wild style climbing um expand on some of the areas uh just you know kind of like expand everything and and make it you know you can go everywhere uh up-res all the graphics obviously just make it look as shiny and polished as it possibly could i think that would be really cool it doesn't have to be like a one-to-one in terms of like what the dungeons are but as long as they can like maintain that spirit that is what i would love to see as a complete ocarina of time remake that would be amazing but if i had to pick three uh, games to be on a thing sorry okay. uh it would be no you're good it would be uh ocarina majora's mask and then we'll go wind waker yeah just those three okay so my answer was gonna be basically dwight's answer but it I was going to shock everyone and say, I want to see a 2D Zelda made into a 3D like epic. I want to see Link to the Past remade in like a Breath of the Wild style. Like Dwight was talking about where you basically open up the world, give it the Breath of the Wild kind of mechanics. I would love to see that with Link to the Past. That's a better idea than mine. I I, I agree with that idea. That that idea is amazing. I think there's no chance that that's going to happen. What we'll probably get is like an up version of three 3D games like yeah. we got with, with Mario 3D All-Stars. And my answer will be exactly the same as Dwight's. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker. Though, like, if they really wanted to do, like, stick with... Because I know Wind Waker takes place in a different timeline than Majora's Mask. But I think Twilight Princess is in that same timeline. So you could go Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess. Because I think Twilight Princess takes place after Majora's Mask. In the, Fuck, I'm trying to remember. Um, in the, the middle timeline. I... God, the, the Zelda timeline is, is a goddamn mess. Well, um, it, like, oh, hi, Bonnie. Do you, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Do you want to say what you want um, Nintendo to release for the 35th uh, <laughs> Zelda title? Yeah, Link Between Worlds and also Mario RPG. Okay, thanks. Solid <laughs> answers. Link's in Mario RPG, so that that fits. That's fine. Also Mario RPG. That's a uh, great answer. Really oh. upset you can't get that anywhere. This really? is gonna this is gonna be uh obsolete as soon as we as soon as tomorrow morning happens, but they're announcing a new character for Smash Brothers tomorrow, and I would love for it to be Gino. Mm. There. I, I really would like to have um, Mallow. <laughs> that would be such a slap in the face, but I would love it. I'm big into Mallow, but I heard a rumor that it was supposed to be a Blizzard character. Oh, really? So it's Probably Tracer, you, then, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the same oh, rumor, but okay. I would think that since Overwatch is kind of the zeitgeist of Blizzard right now, that it might be an Overwatch character, but who knows? It could be like somebody from wow or generic like, orc number two yeah um i'd be really interested to see if that rumor pans out I'll, i'm gonna be at school i fully expect you to text me at like 1005 dwight okay or whenever you know because i have a, i want to know yeah i have a meeting that goes until 10 o'clock you just need to like cut a clip before the episode airs and then put it on your social See, th- we should hire this guy as our, our <laughs> PR um, or, like, marketing, head of marketing. I, I don't know. I get no no pay. You get, I, you're you not getting paid. I was, but, like, I've had a lot of ideas for social that I've tried implementing, and almost none of them work out. 
I always have great ideas, and then I'm like, oh well, now I now I have to actually do it. No. Mm-hmm. Like, what's Tiffany's that good at social media. Tiffany's our social media expert. Yeah. Do you, you know the last time I posted to Instagram was like a month and a half ago. Do it for the gram, baby. Do it for I'm the gram. I'm really bad. I'm really bad at social media. We all are. Yeah. I think unless you're like Generally. It's, unless it's your job, I don't think anyone's yeah. good at it. I do it for my job. I'm bad at it. <laughs> I don't take back what I said. Um, uh, Tiffany, what what uh, Zelda game do you want to see re-released? I don't understand the question. <laughs> never, so in, never. In, in, I don't understand the question. Okay. What You're is... Right? What is what is Zelda? Zelda. Okay, uh, so Zelda. No. He's a little fairy boy <laughs> that runs little, around no, in no, a green no, tunic. No, no, little no, fairy no, no. boy. He usually wears green. No. No, that's Tingle. <laughs> oh. Uh, You're thinking of Tingle. Wait, teaching Mrs. Tingle? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, continue on with Peter's email. Uh, all my love to you and the <laughs> listeners. Bye for now, Peter. Thank you for your email, Peter. It was a quite a nice one. You Hi, Peter. Respond, you should respond with, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Thanks. I'll check them out. Sent. I, I just, I like, yes, please, is their predictive response. <laughs> the auto response is so bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sure everyone okay. will, will figure that out eventually, that when we read the emails, that's what we, that's what we should start doing with all of them, is respond whatever the predictive text says. I, I can't wait for to mine. I can't wait for the slow burn on that one because he's behind. He's, <laughs> gonna, he's yeah. gonna get that email now and not understand it for like a month. <laughs> Which will be funny. Yeah, I, can, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for him to respond to it and be like, "What the fuck? Why are you emailing me back?" Because I never email anyone back. We just read them. Well, well, we're gonna start emailing back. That's gonna be our new shtick. That's our whole gimmick. That's the whole podcast is the reading your emails and then sending them back. Uh, so you can yeah. email us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com, just like Peter did. And Tiffany. And don't Tiffany. Forget Tiffany. Don't, don't forget Poop Squad. Don't forget Poop, poop Fighters. Poop Pro- Fighters. Projectile. With a Z. Orbiting of poop. Yeah, still not laughing. Alex poop. was laughing. Yeah, but Alex isn't married to you. I mean, well, well. Speaking of I getting married, uh, there's actually nice a transition. thank you. Um, there's actually some really cool uh, stuff. I heard that um, that Bonnie, the the girl who just kind of showed up a little bit, I heard that she's getting married at some point. At some point, yes, she will be married to someone. To whom? Uh, who knows? Me, I, think, I, think I guess. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Goku. Cool. Yeah. Way to bury the lead there. <laughs> Well, congratulations, you two Yay! crazy kids. We're very excited Thank you. for you. Yeah, Me for- too. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a long time in the making. It's been a long time of family members asking, what the hell are you doing? Oh, yeah. Been uh, there, done that. Yeah. Which, Bonnie and I have talked, at, not at length about it, but we've talked about it for a long time. Like, we both knew this is going to happen one day. It'll happen when it happens. Uh but there were other things that came before it, like we bought a house mm-hmm. and a uh, dog and cats and like lived <laughs> together in North Carolina for two years. Like, we're, like we've done a lot of things together. And most of it was like, I'm just like 
was trying to get money together for a ring and um i got one and i put it away and i went all right and i waited and then uh <laughs> and, and, then, and then covid happened yeah. and then, that's the name then, of this episode uh no i got it i think i got it during did i it's been it was, it's been so long i think it um, was right after covid happened that you got it i think we talked we talked about it earlier this year did we yes i don't remember that's how bad oh it was. okay cool it was definitely earlier this year it could have been right before or right after it was mm. right around like fall or fall spring, spring of this year spring, yeah so like that's right around when covid started so yeah i had this plan to propose that and ended up not panning out at all um which is fine and i've i told bonnie uh my what my plan was going to be but i was researching flights to costa rica and researching like passports because i still need one and uh i was gonna take her to a sloth sanctuary and propose to her there that was my plan and then i went well that's not gonna happen for a long time i'm not gonna wait that long so we went to portsmouth oh i love portsmouth about 40 minutes away and we went to the flower gardens um well I, i took her to lunch first we had a really nice lunch that gives you the time of day and then we went for a walk uh, down by the riverfront and then took her to the gardens and then sat on a bench for a little while. And then my heart started pounding out of my chest. Uh, and then I, I swiveled off the bench and proposed and she said yes. And then we sat there for a little while longer and then told her, you know, everything leading up to it. And then uh, it was good. Skip, you had the nice rest of the day. Did, did you tell her about the sloth sanctuary? Because... Yes. I, oh, man. I would I never would have told her because that that... Like hearing you say that, I was like, "That's the perfect way to propose to Bonnie." Like, I, well, no, no. knowing Bonnie, I'm just like, "That's perfect." I know too, but I told her that would be. I was like, "That'll be our honeymoon." She goes, "Okay." Yeah, okay. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good that's save. The, that's a good save. Good save. Yeah. Well, I was like, "I'm, I'm committed to doing this." Oh yeah. I'm a hundred percent committed to taking her to Costa Rica, um, but yeah, it's it'll just be something else now it's good, good to be committed with a marriage um as someone else who has gotten married or proposed on this uh podcast i can also agree that even though you know the answer is going to be yes uh you still get that that little nervous flutter going beforehand it um it was fun i enjoyed it yeah <laughs> did, did I, almost, do you... I almost ruined it because i was like no we don't have to go we did... were in disney and we were Dwight, we went to the fireworks at the Grand Floridian, just like at the hotel. And like, ha- like halfway through the night, I was like, "Oh, it's okay if we don't go there. It's fine." Well, well, because we were like at Downtown Disney or whatever it's called at the time, whatever it's called now. What is it called now? Disney Springs? Yeah. It's Who Disney knows? Springs now, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, and I was like, "Oh, I'm having fun. Like, I want to hang out and like do stuff." And Dwight's like, "No, we have to go." And I'm like. <laughs> why <laughs> i'm having fun right here on my vacation i don't want to go anywhere else we'll have more fun over there like, uh, don't ruin this for me tiffany <laughs> do you think that bonnie knew it was coming because tiffany has said that she 100 percent knew it oh, was yeah. coming um well, yeah well she knew i was eventually going to ask her but i don't think she knew what was going on that day i played it off very casually to get her to portsmouth and also it's not a, it's not like a huge leap to be like let's go let's let's go yeah. uh you know it's it's short ride and the way i presented it was you know before it gets too late in the season we should go and do something 
because like we haven't really done anything all summer why don't we go to portsmouth she's like okay like that's what it was it wasn't like oh you want to do what where why do you want to go now that's so weird uh it wasn't that it was much more casual at least you didn't like leave the ring in front of a toaster <laughs> is that what Toy did no, no, I don't. I don't get that reference. No, I didn't no, leave any uh, well, Let's just let's just move on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, just, okay, let's just move on. If Alex, you had to guess, what person that I know would would have done that? Corey. Corey. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. That's my. That was Tell my me guess. that's not true. It Tell is. me that's not true. It is. He he got the ring, left it <laughs> left it by a toaster once, and then didn't propose for another like. Seven months. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely bought the ring. I had the ring, I think, like a year or like a year and a half before we got got engaged. Like I had it for a while. We're, yeah. we're slow. We're like we like by the time we got married, we had like been together for ten what? years. We had, uh, two and a, we had a Yeah, we had a two and a half year long engagement. People are like, Why are you waiting so long? And I'm like, Fuck you. It's my wedding. I'll do what yeah. I want. You're fine. Uh, you're you fine. know, yeah, it's it's been nine or ten years with Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. fine. Um, yeah, doesn't I'm, matter. I'm Irrelevant. Playing the, I'm playing the slow game too. <laughs> she doesn't even know it's coming yet, yeah. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> We've so, been dating for like twenty years, and she doesn't even know it. Wow, wow, that's my ideal relationship. <laughs> Just heavy breathing. <laughs> oh God. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and then COVID happened. Yep. That puts a really dark spin on the heavy breathing thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. You're not not wrong. Sorry. But yay! Good job. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Good job. Yep. It did it. Um, So I assume everyone who's listening to the podcast right now is invited to the wedding. uh, Everyone. Listening. Absolutely not. No, go away. We don't want you. (laughs) I, Every single person. I would like to make the obligatory statement, if you hurt her, I will kill you. Fair. Yeah, if you, if you if you hurt her son, we'll get we'll come after you. I will kill you. Tiffany, your turn. I eat fam. Wait, what <laughs> what am I gonna do? We're Beat up Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. I don't wanna do that. But only if he hurts Bonnie. It's, it's oh, like, okay. It's like a boolean. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Like a boolean cube? <laughs> that's yeah, what like, I thought too. That's, that's like also soup. what I was thinking. So, like does soup? no one know what a boolean is? B no. for chicken. A b o o l e a n. It's a conditional statement in like JavaScript. Never mind. We don't. Beef we don't make. Uh, we don't make websites over here. Oh, we just... I want soup now. I had a student come <laughs> up to me soup. today and go, "Do you know JavaScript?" And I said, <laughs> "No." Wait. And I and, and then I stopped and I went. Do I look like someone that would know JavaScript? And he was like, a yeah, little? actually, yeah. that's why I asked you. And I was like, oh, well, no, I can't help you. And he show- he goes, can you look at it and see if you understand it? And I looked at it and I go, some of this makes sense to me, but I'm going to walk away now. Oh, no. So. Well, awesome. <laughs> I don't know how that was relevant, but somebody said JavaScript, so I, I was... I said Boolean, and you all thought I said Booyan. Like the cube. <laughs> Boolean cube. Yeah, bo- Booyan cube. You yeah. said something else earlier, and I meant to <laughs> meant to pin it, but I forget what it was. But I, I mistook it for something else. 
right? I, Isn't I that an awesome you. story? I was, love those stories. <laughs> Ooh, Tiffany's fake laughing. That's how much she hates Dwight right now. <laughs> I'm going to go look at some divorce lawyers. And it'll no, be a good time. You have to you have to take me away for our anniversary and then you can divorce me. <laughs> Wait, on the anniversary or like when you guys get back? Because that's like when we that's... get back. I oh, think okay. it would be memorable if you got divorced on your anniversary. <laughs> that way you don't need to remember two dates. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's the whole point. The best and the best day of the worst and the best day of my life. Getting right. married is the worst, and getting divorced is the best. Ha, 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 ha. Good job. Wow. I, I think when people get divorced, I don't think they remember their anniversary date anymore um, after that. Anyway. I, I actually, I'm, I know one of my friends that's divorced celebrates her divorce date every year now, so. That's one that's, way of going about it. That's, that's a, it's a little vindictive. And, yeah. Uh, that's but, a little... Little I think, bit. I think that people mm. do that. People I, have like I, divorce I parties now, like reverse bachelor parties and reverse bachelorette yeah. parties or whatever they call them. Huh. Yeah. I, I, that's uh. a thing. And uh, this is America. So I, I guess it depends on the circumstances, right? Yeah, I'm sure. If it's like an amicable one, then you're probably not. But if, if you both like just a, realize, like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. We should stop doing this. Yeah, that's and, like Dwight and Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you guys are pointing no, because on my screen, it's, I have nowhere near each other. For for me, Dwight is pointing at no one, and <laughs> Tiffany's pointing at Jesse. I'm pointing diagonally. At, yeah, to no one. Absolutely okay. no one. Well, you're kind of pointing at Jesse still, even though you're you're trying to point Okay, now you're just pointing off the screen. You're both pointing off the screen, so... This is a great visual gag for our audio podcast. Every fucking week we do this now. Should I send we... more visual memes to you guys? <laughs> we need to just stop doing video. Just shut off our videos. That isn't a bad idea, actually. I, I, I don't can't stand like it. looking at Tiffany. You don't, you don't like doing video? I like the, I like the video. Um, I love video. I like being able to see you guys... Uh, <laughs> it's nice having an indication of when someone like wants to talk or is about to talk. It's you a can very see good body point. language shift. Agreed. And also, we do this thing where we visually pin. <laughs> I we all do it. I picked up on it from like Dwight and Tiffany doing it, mm. and I, I like it. It's almost like raising your hands, but yeah. it's like letting people less... know that you have something you need to say. It's and, a little less formal, yeah. And, and people see that you pin, and so then they call back to the said pin. Yep, which is good. Tiffany, you need a pen? No. <laughs> You're an asshole. Well, you were just pinning, so it was your turn. Jeez. Segway out of this, bitch. Uh, so, Alex. Um, that was aggressive. I'm so sorry. That was aggressive. Alex, what, will you celebrate my divorce with me every year? Um, Sure. Because we're going to get married on your divorce date, so it'll be our new anniversary. Obviously. So. And uh, to celebrate that, uh, what it's almost uh, you, when you get divorced, it's like you're going through hell. And um, I have heard a rumor about a video game where you go through hell. Oh, holy Alex. fucking shit. Oh, my God. Hey, I got there. That was a. Wow. A, a stroll. We took a stroll through something. I struggled across that finish line there, but I made it. <laughs> um, you, you made it. There. You made it. Um, 
I have no idea what you're talking about, do I? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so for the last, I want to say two weeks, um, I've been playing this new game. I say new. I'm putting it in quotation marks. I'm trying to put my keyboard away, but the cord is not being cooperative, so I can't focus on my sentences. So, you know, just to help you guys understand. All right, real talk. So for the last two weeks, I've been playing this quote-unquote new game from Supergiant uh, Games called Hades. It, I say quote-unquote new because it came out for the 1.0 launch September 17th of 2020, but it was released as a, um, an early access game in 2018, December of 2018. So it's technically been out for a year and a half. It was originally released as a, an early access game, as an Epic Store exclusive, and then a year later, it was released onto Steam, and then seven months later, it was released as a 1.0 launch. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with games, early access means that the game isn't completely finished, but it is ready to be released to a certain degree so like it's not a beta where you're supposed to expect a lot of bugs and things aren't supposed to work or not not supposed to work but they're kind of bug testing which is kind of what beta is um about early access is more about we haven't finished all of the content of the game and we're going to slowly roll out extra content for this game to get it to the quote-unquote finished product that we were expecting so it was in early access for almost two years i did i um actually had watched brian because he he's a big fan of super giant games they re previously released bastion transistor and Py pyra pyre um and this was their fourth game he's a big fan of all the other games so he got it immediately on epic and he was playing it i watched him play it a little bit and i was like i don't know if this is for me so i waited on it and then the the full release happened i didn't really have a lot of games that i was playing i kind of fell out of love with uh, marvel's avengers i was looking for something to play i'm big into roguelikes which i know dwight isn't so that kind of was the selling point for me. And fun fact that maybe not everybody knows about me. Um, like Tiffany with her obsession with Titanic as a kid, my obsession was Greek mythology. I was absolutely obsessed with Greek mythology growing up. I think part of it was me like thinking like, I'm Greek. I should be in touch with like Greek culture or Greek like uh lore mythology so i really fell into it hard i read uh, like textbooks for fun that were just like greek myths i went through and i read a lot of um like greek mythology uh fiction novels that were like narrative fiction i i went through and i i was obsessed with it from like fourth grade through through high school like i i was big so the idea that this game is greek mythology in a roguelike fashion so for those of you who don't know what roguelikes are a roguelike so this is actually technically called a roguelite because some of your progress carries over and 
Don't don't you thumbs down me, you piece of shit. Boo, roguelikes, boo. Um, so roguelite means that every time you play the game, you are um, starting a new instance of the game. But since it's a roguelite, it means that some of your some of the stuff that you pick up on each run through the dungeon, ca- uh, you get to bring back to a hub world with you where you can upgrade your character or your weapons and stuff like that. So some of the progress carries over into your next run. But for the most part, you're, you're starting each run clean um, in terms of like, um, well, I'll, I'll talk about the way the game works because it might make it easier. So the concept of this game is you are Zagreus, the son of Hades, and you do not like your father because he's the Lord of the Underworld and he's kind of an asshole and you want to escape from Hades, which is also the name of the Underworld. So very confusing. <laughs> that's always how it's been with uh, Greek mythology. So that's the that's the that's literally the concept of the game. So the way it works is you each time you go into the dungeon is an escape attempt, you attempting to escape and you go through the different levels of the underworld trying to get to Mount Olympus. That's your goal. You're trying to get to your a family, your aunts and uncles on Mount uh, Mount Olympus. So Zeus and um Artemis and Ares and Dionysus, they all play roles because they are empowering you with their gifts, which are called boons, to help you in your journey. So you will find items throughout the the world that will empower you with powers from these gods. So like Zeus, you'll get a bunch of lightning stuff. Ares, you just get a lot of stuff about murdering Hermes is all about speed. Artemis is all about bows and arrows, you know, just like the actual gods. Um, Dionysus is all about drinking. Dionysus is all all about partying and um, a status effect called hangover, which is about drinking. Um, So there's, uh, I want to say there's eight Greek gods that are Olympian gods that empower you. And then it's about running through each part of the world. So there's uh, Tartarus, there's Asphodel, there's Elysium, and then there's the Temple of Sticks. So those are the four parts of the game that you have to progress through. And um, I think that's that's pretty much the game as a conceptual at the conceptual level. I fucking loved this game. So I have. Absolutely. I've, I've had a, an experience that I don't often happen have with games, which the last time I had this was with Celeste, where like I immediately fell in love with the mechanics of a game. I wanted to just pour as much time into it as possible, even if I didn't feel like I was making too much progress, because it's satisfying in its own regard. And this game is just so satisfying. And... and it doesn't feel repetitive, even though you're playing through the same dungeon, quote unquote, every time, even though it's procedurally generated, the enemies in each room are different, the rooms are randomized. So like, to a certain degree, it's not the exact same run, but it also kind of is. But 
the thing that really feels unique about each run is there's six different weapons that you can use. And even if you use the same weapon every time, the sheer number of Olympian or God boons and like weapon uh, modifiers that you can get, which are called Daedalus hammers. If you know of Daedalus and Icarus, that's the myth. Daedalus was, was Icarus's father. Um, so you can get Daedalus hammers that change how your weapon works. You can get boons that change kind of how you play. So each run feels very uniquely different, even if you're using the exact same weapon. So like every time I go through, I'm never doing the same thing that I did the last time, which feels completely fresh and satisfying. Um, and then once you do clear one escape run, it unlocks new modifiers that you can add to your escape run to make it even more different like you can add different things to the enemies you can buff them you can make it so the bosses have new attacks that you you don't know about and so there's a way of changing it like i'm 40 hours into the game i think and i just finally got the credits to roll on the game oh you beat it you're done you beat it (laughs) But, but i'm not even close to having beat it i don't think um so it it's just it's such a great game. I love relearning about mythology since it's been so long since I've thought about it. The game is very faithful to mythology, which I really enjoy. Um, and I think I, I would be remiss to not mention just how much dialogue there is in this game. Like for, for most roguelikes, there's not a lot of dialogue because there's a lot of repetition to the game and they don't want you to hear the same lines of dialogue over and over again. This game was like, we're going to be a roguelike and have a lot of dialogue. And I haven't heard a voice line twice. It's really crazy how much voice work they did for this game, how much writing they put into it to have it. So like each character has different things that they will say to you every time you meet them They will also say things dependent on things that you've already done in the game. So, like, if you die to Theseus and then you get back to him on his next run, he will taunt you about the fact that you died to him last time or, like, things like that. If you – sometimes if you die to a certain enemy, Hypnos always meets you when you respawn in your – the House of Hades, and he'll say something about, like, oh, hey, like, you've died to this guy again? Have you thought about maybe, you know, not getting hit? Or he'll, he'll like, give you, like, barbs like that. It's really, they must have recorded hundreds of hours of dialogue for this game to have a, that kind of situation where you're never hearing the same thing. And every line of dialogue is still, like, enhancing a character or a character relationship in such a like cool and vivid way i know um a lot of super giants games in the past have uh not heavily relied on but they've heavily utilized um narration in that sense or or just voiceover acting uh work in that way i know um bastion like the narrator in that was supposed to be like really 
ahead of its time type of deal. Like as you were like hitting an enemy, they would be like, and then they killed fourteen goblins, and like it was very almost like procedurally generated dial um, voiceover mm. work. So it does yep. not shock me that you're um, you're saying that they did a good job with that. Um, other than that, you know, it. Uh, I am not traditionally a big roguelike person. I always feel like. Um, they always hook me. Like they're like, "Oh, this one is uh, old school retro 2D Metroid style game," and I'm like, "Great, that yeah. sounds awesome." And I play it, and I'm like, "Okay, I play it for like you know a couple hours." I'm like, "Eh," or like Enter the Gungeon, where it's like, "Okay, it's like a bullet hell game," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that's awesome." I play it, and I'm like, eh. or like I, I always end up going down that path. I play them for a, a good amount of time, but I never, I haven't found one that I absolutely love or adore or want to go back and one of the things that i find at least in the um more i guess indie ones i i played um i think it's called 20xx yep and i very quickly started realizing like how the procedurally generation uh, procedural generation worked in that one where i would like okay i know i'm encountering this specific element right here i know how to get through that element and as soon as you get done then you can just see where the next element was stitched onto it at least and right. it was like not as um you know polished as it could have been but uh what you're describing and i know this is like a I, it's not a triple A game, I'm sure, but it's not necessarily a strictly indie game. Is it like a right. like a double A game? Those don't really exist. <laughs> yeah, it's probably somewhere in between. Um, I never really thought of Supergiant as like a triple A studio, but they've received such notoriety in the fast past few years with like big hits like uh, Bastion and Transistor. I don't think Pyre was as big of a hit, but I think people still liked it. Um, but they've released, they've received so much notoriety in the past few years that like people were kind of, uh, excited for this game to a, uh, to a point where I don't think of it as an indie game, even though it probably could be classified as such because I think Supergiant Games is still only like 20 programmers or like, it's a small studio still. So and it, and it kind of has that heart to it that feels like a small studio, kind of like how, like uh, the early Leica movies. It was just like a small group of guys that were really passionate about stop motion animation, and they made fucking phenomenal movies. And that's kind of what Supergiant feels like to me. And I like I can't recommend this game enough to people. Jesse, are you a fan of uh, roguelike games, or have you played this game, or anything similar to it? Um, I watched Damien Haas play a lot of this game the other night, actually. Like, I was sitting on my couch um, playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I had that on, and I was watching a ton of it. And, I, and it looked really nice, and it looked interesting. Um, I don't play a lot of roguelike games. I think the last one I played was Binding of Isaac, which... I feel bad for not liking more because by all accounts, I should like it, you know, just fine. But it, it's, I kind of do what you do where like I get in, I play it and I try to be really good at it. But like I die three times. And I'm like, okay, that was enough. So I get that. Binding of Isaac. I, I have a friend who got super into that game where like that and Spelunky were the two that he would like go back and like play hours every single day. Um, and I know people like these games will like get their hooks into people and like it completely enthralls them. I, I have not encountered that yet. Very similar to you. It's like, I feel like I should be liking this game more than I am, or I feel like something should be 
um, hooking me here, but I think a lot of it is the fact that you completely start with nothing. Like it, it yeah. takes away all of your progress and that just feels not good to me. It's just, ugh, it, it's frustrating. Yeah. I, that's why I don't like pure roguelikes. Like I don't like enter the gungeon because it, at least in the time that I played it, it never gave you anything that carried over between runs. It was a pure reset and it was, I like, I didn't feel like there was anything that was helping me on my next run. It just felt like mm. it was like, okay, try and get better. And I was just like, but, but no, like, <laughs> can, you, can you give me something? And the closest thing to a roguelike, like a pure roguelike that I've been into was Risk of Rain 2, which that one, instead of doing like a a skill tree where you can upgrade it, which upgrades your character, which is kind of what um, Hades does as well. That um, Risk of Rain 2 did, as you continue to play the game, you'll unlock new items that can drop during your runs so you can make new different builds for your character. But where, where Risk of Rain kind of falters and Hades kind of shines is Risk of Rain it became a like solved equation where it was like, I want, if I'm playing this character, I want my build to have this item and this item and this item to get far. Whereas Hades, I think everything, everything is viable with every boon and like weapon upgrade. It's just like, what are you feeling at the time? What is your favorite weapon? My favorite weapon I'm torn between two, uh, the bow and the shield. I really like all of the weapons, honestly. It's, I was talking to Billy about this today. I, we were talking about how like, we talk about our favorite weapons, but like every time I do a run, I feel like my favorite weapon is the one that I'm running with. I'm just like, oh, well, this weapon is amazing and I love it right now. So why isn't this my favorite? And then I go through again on another one and I'm like, no, wait, it's this one. So like, honestly, I think every weapon feels uniquely different and has a place in the game where it doesn't feel like it's just like a reskin of something. Like uh, you could see how there's a, a bow and then there's a gun and the bow and the gun could totally feel very similar because they're both ranged weapons, mm-hmm. the only two ranged weapons, but they aren't. They they play completely differently, and I really like that about the game. Nice. Alex, what's your favorite Greek myth? Ooh, that is a hard question. Tiffany, you um, too. And Jesse, you too. What's your favorite Greek myth? In terms of In terms of just like the themes... I would probably go with Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, in terms of what I like to tell people for comedic value, I'm going to go with the birth of Aphrodite. Um, I have a big and, headache. Is that no, Aphrodite? That's Athena. That's, Ar- that's, Athena. that's yeah. Athena. That's Athena. So yeah. the birth of Aphrodite is, and this was taught to us wrong in schools, and I tried to correct my teacher, and she told me to shut up. Um, so Aphrodite was born in the same way that the Furies were born. So when 
Cronus overthrew Uranus as the leader of the gods. So Cronus was Zeus's Zeus, Demeter, Hera, Hades, Poseidon, and Hestia. The, their father was mm-hmm. Cronus. When he overthrew his father and murdered him, he castrated him. And when he castrated him, the blood from his genitals dropped onto the earth and the droplets that fell into the sea created Aphrodite and the droplets that fell on the earth created the Furies. So there were three Furies. Um, So they were born from castration. And that's my, I like to tell that one just as like a a joke answer, but my, my real answer is Orpheus and Eurydice. Is that the one? No, that that's not the one with like walking through hell. That's Persephone. No, no, no that, that's the, walk the one hell? walking through hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Orpheus. He turns um, around. So yeah, Eurydice is uh, trapped in the underworld, and Orpheus walks through hell to find her. And when he finds her, Hades is like, "Okay, you can have her back, but you can't look at her until you've made it out of the underworld." And he walks all the way there without looking around. And when he gets to the gate, he he walks through and then he turns around before she has exited. And she's um, stuck in the underworld forever. That stinks. Yeah. So. I know you're a big Greek boy. Big Greek fan. So <laughs> He's a big Greek boy. I love it, man. <laughs> I, I love it. I could gush about this game all night, so we should just move on. <laughs> uh, uh, that's very cool to hear. Tiffany, what have you been up to? Anything exciting or fun or new um, in the basement? Oh. Uh, I, I, oh I, I already I, talked about it last week, but I haven't used it yet, so I can't really oh, talk d- about it. It's a good point. Does Tiffany have a It's favorite? the bodies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> She she got a double sized freezer for all the bodies. <laughs> I got I my bike came today, my spin bike. I'm actually on Amazon right now, like reading through reviews and like hoping that I didn't make a horrible, horrible mistake. I'm like I don't know if anybody else does that when you buy something on Amazon on a whim and then you like go back and you're like, Oh fuck, did I did I I've make a that. mistake? Did I it's make a called, mistake? It's called buyer's remorse. <laughs> and I get it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't tried it yet. Uh, but I set it up. It feels pretty solid, and now I'm like getting nervous that it's not going to work. I feel like Dwight. I feel like this is a very Dwight thing. It absolutely is a very <laughs> Dwight thing. Where like I have made purchases, and like I I do what I feel is good research prior to buying something. Mm-hmm. It shows up, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is good. This is good. And then I'll go and like read some other reviews, and they're like, oh, by the way, this thing will explode after 45 seconds of use. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Why didn't I see that before? What's going on? Um, the best example I can think of this, and I this is mostly my own fault, but um, we bought a, a shed. Um, oh yeah. Uh, we like this we spent not a small amount of money, like over four figures on this shed, and Jeez. yeah, it was not cheap because we needed one that was large enough to fit our ride-in tractor. Oh. Um, sure. And this shed is the biggest piece of shit that I have ever put together. It was like such a pain in the ass. The instructions made no fucking sense. Um, everything was like held together with like these tiny little screws and the entire mechanism for getting the door to go up was wrong. Like the instructions were just wrong. Yeah. That was not how it worked. Um, half of them were in 
So there, there was two versions of, of the instructions that arrived. One was in Spanish. One was in English. Um, the Spanish instructions were different than the English instructions and at times better. So we were trying to follow the Spanish instruction pictures and figure <laughs> out how it all fit together. Um, half of the doors that arrived were um, dinged and busted and we had to get new ones sent up to us. Um, and half of those new ones that arrived were also dinged and busted. And we were just like, fuck it. We're just going to put them together. Um, and then I went online and read reviews and they were like, yeah, the thing's a piece of shit. Don't buy it. And I was like, oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right now. I'm just like, uh, but I mean, out of, it has 38, Hundred reviews and an average of four point four stars. So I'm yeah, like, that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah, but how many of those are Russian bots that have uh, been infiltrated from Russia? Yeah, I don't you know, want... but I'm like stressing out about it right yeah, now. Yeah, website man, <laughs> what's the actual answer? Yeah, here's the actual answer. So when you're looking at reviews for products, look for consistency between what people are saying, and look for validity on the stars. So like, if yeah, you're just yeah. going by star count. That's not a good way to do it. Go it's to the not. go to the one stars and look at all of them. And if they all say the same thing, whatever percentage of people who are saying that, bump that up a little bit. And that's the risk you're going to take and that also happening to you. So if like yeah. 2% of the people say, hey, um, like if you buy a controller, on, like I just bought GameCube controllers online. If 2% of the people are saying the A button doesn't work, uh, you need to know that there's a larger percent of percentage of people who are experiencing that and not saying anything and just tossing the controller or refunding it without reviewing so bump that up a little yeah. bit and that's probably the risk you're going to take in terms of that happening to you you might get it and it might be fine um but yeah look for consistency in reviews and number of people saying like the same thing and then right. kind of make that determination my favorite reviews are the ones that are like one star uh this the product description was not as as stated like yeah. state or whatever and it is and mm -hmm. i'm like well you can't rate something one star because you're an idiot or like uh or if somebody installed something wrong or if it wasn't the right if they didn't like the color of it like that's not a one star i love review. the ones that are like oh it's exactly as it as was described it works as intended but there was a ding in the packaging so one star it's like has nothing yeah. to do with the actual product it's just like oh it was a day late one star it's like that you're that doesn't help the review yeah. process my like favorite yeah my favorite are the ones that uh say works great three stars it's like, like what, what, like, what why, why isn't that uh, fine i feel like the people who review stuff are either people who've had really really terrible experiences or really great experiences or they're being compensated in some way for their yeah. review luckily a lot of those will say it yeah so we'll find out uh i mean it's it's uh it's not a peloton it's a 300 dollar <laughs> It's a hoary plastic. Uh, <laughs> it's a Mad Cat's version. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that is exactly. I understand that reference. That is exactly what it is. Hey, Hori's gotten a lot yeah. better. So is Mad Cat's. I, I was gonna no, say, no, Hori's like, great actually. Yeah. Hori's great, but you're right. It is kind of the Hori. It is. Um, for those of you who don't know, know Hori is. is kind of the new Mad Cat's to a certain degree. Like, yeah, they are. The, in my view, the like top people that make like knockoff 
controllers and like mm-hmm. peripherals for video games. They're the unofficial, oh. n- non-licensed, but still kind of licensed Nintendo product creators. Yeah, they they make. I wait. Is that the fight? It is. Controller? Yeah, yeah, the fight the controller. That I got you yeah, as a Hori as well. We both have. Um, it's so the fight pad. And I I know they made a bunch of stuff that I had for my Wii U, like the knockoff GameCube controllers for the yep. Wii U. Those are great. I had, which I loved. Um, they they make a lot of good stuff, but. Yeah, I think the comparison is apt. Like, it, it could be hit or miss, uh, but I hope it's a hit because I want to see you enjoy your your bike in your basement. Yeah, I know. My basement, I've been, like, cleaning it and painting it. I think I talked about this in the last, the last episode. It's so fucking nice down there now. It looks good. I'm excited. What is that, Jesse? Oh, that's a... Yeah, this was a... I got oh. two for, like, $12. <laughs> they're Saipon, uh... but they are legitimately GameCube controllers. Oh, hey, look at that! You're a GameCube controller. Thank uh, you. It's my favorite controller, Tiffany. I oh, it's the best controller I ever invented. Yeah, um, Tiffany, I think that as long as it does what you're looking for it to do and it lasts for like a year, then I think uh, you yeah. will have gotten your money's worth out of it. Because like yeah. think about like a Peloton, like how long realistically are people going to be keeping these? Like two, maybe three years, if that, before the new next Peloton the comes out that they're gonna have out. to get because the the yeah. app works differently with it type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure that's gonna happen. Um so if you have something that lasts you two years, I think that's a great investment. Um yeah. personally. That's Honestly, that's why I'm like, what's like the cheapest but highest rated thing I can get just to, and like I mentioned last week or yeah, or whatever last episode was, I just need something else to do in the basement because I'm going to be home from Thanksgiving until February in the cold and I need like, that's why I painted the space and I'm like hanging stuff up down there and like trying to make it kind of fun to be down in the basement. So that way I'm like motivated to go down there and do stuff. So yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of fun, um, I know that you have been enjoying um, some other activities that we've been doing, specifically yeah. uh, that involves streaming. Yeah. Tiffany, what, what, what's that been like, and what how have you been enjoying that? Do you want to talk about this? Because this is your thing now. I guess I can talk about this. So, yeah. um So we've been streaming a lot more, Tiffany and I. Uh, well, mo- you have. Mostly me, you. but Tiffany's been, um, according to Alex, Tiffany's the best part of the stream. Followed by character. Spencer, closely followed by the video games, and then myself as a distant, yeah. distant, distant fourth. Um, right. Agreed. That's a, a distant garbage fourth. Um, so we've been streaming. It's been something that like I, I had wanted to do for a while, uh, and I did like very, very sporadically. Um, like I would do it like maybe once every three or four months. Um, this was like, this was prior to you really getting into streaming, Alex, I think, cause we had streamed yeah. a couple of times when you would yeah. come over. Um, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. I know we streamed with Brian once we played like, um, some beat up games and that was a blast. Uh, but cause I had gotten the, uh, Elgato and I've been really enjoying that. Um, so I have a, a better setup now in my uh, the office. Um, I bought a new an additional Switch dock so that, that I can have that permanently in there. So playing games on my Switch is a lot easier now because it's just nice. constantly hooked up to my computer or my additional monitor. Um, so I've been streaming some Switch games, specifically Mario 64, Mario Sunshine. I just rolled credits on Mario Sunshine last night. Wow, um, that's I, fast. Yeah, I am not going to 100% that game. That game 
does not hold up. I liked it a lot better the first time I played it. Um, did not really enjoy it that much. Yes, Jesse? Uh, someone mentioned something that I didn't even think about. I, wa- I was watching a speedrunner do the new um, like Super Mario 64, and he goes, oh, there are no notches. Mm. And I'm like, what the hell does he mean, notches? And I, I was like, yeah, oh, on the controller. The controller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would fix a lot of issues. Speedrunners use that a lot like, for for like lining up their their characters and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've noticed like just trying to run straight sometimes in 64 and sunshine. Cause I'm on I'm on sunshine now too. Um it's just like it's a little awkward. Like going on the um the trapeze lines mm-hmm. in the first level. And you jump off, and it's like a hair to the to the right, and you're like, okay, great. When as you wanted to stay straight and go, yeah. And yeah. I wish that they would let you use the GameCube controller, because um, I have mm-hmm. my, um, mm-hmm. I still have my Smash Brothers adapter, and I can use my GameCube controller for freaking Smash Brothers on the Switch, but I can't use it uh, for Sunshine, which is a little bit bummy. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't do anything when they ported those over, no. except for like some HD stuff. I have some bit. minor issues with the port as as a whole. Um, one thing that I think we said this on the last one is, uh, you know, these are three of the best games of all time, uh, at least, or two of the best games of all time, and Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Um, there is so like inherently they're fantastic, and so now being able to play them on the go and being able to play Super Mario sixty four in like a legitimate way. Uh, same thing with uh, Galaxy on a modern console. Very cool. And I was listening to another podcast earlier today that was literally talking about, like, in order to play Sunshine, if you want to, you have to either find a Wii or a GameCube, a GameCube controller. And the disc for Sunshine, I think, is, like, still 60 bucks or something. Like, they're not cheap. Um, so yeah. you're you're still paying that if you wanted to play it regardless nowadays. Um, or you can emulate it, but whatever. Yeah, or you're doing it illegally. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a nice package in that sense. Like, there's a lot of value in it. But what they did to it is practically nothing, and that's almost a slap in the face. Like, for... Well, they did less than nothing because they screwed up the uh, the camera controls. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. That pisses me <laughs> off so much. They inverted everything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so it like they could have done such like just give you the option to invert it again, like back to mm-hmm. the way it normally was, or um fix the camera in general. Like the Super Mario camera 64, I'm used to that. So like I'm fine with that. Um with it being cuz it like it goes in increments. It doesn't like it's not one smooth circular motion. Um mm-hmm. so you know, you just make the camera that or uh, uh, Sunshine, I glitched through so many floors in Sunshine. That game is such a buggy mess, uh, specifically the back half of it. Bonnie turned to me, uh, because because we we played all of we played through all of Super Mario sixty four relatively quickly up to like a hundred stars and Bowser. I'm not doing any more than that. And then we were playing Sunshine, and I've complained about a lot of it during the time that I've been playing it with her next to me on the couch. And she just turned to me and she goes, I don't like playing these with you. <laughs> and I went, sorry. I was like, I know I'm complaining a lot. She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Galaxy, I don't think you'll have much to complain about. Galaxy is supposed to be fantastic. Uh, I just I just played that not too long ago, all the way through on my Wii U. Oh, well, there's that too. So. Um, well, cool kid over here. Uh, I mean, like, it was good. Uh, I, I kind of wish they had done Super Mario Galaxy 2 just because I haven't played that one. Same. But 
Supposedly that's supposed to be coming as DLC. Suppose that's the rumor. But anyways, um, so I don't. Uh, so I finished streaming Super Mario Sunshine. I don't think I'm gonna stream Galaxy, at least not right away, because we are entering October, and October is spooky month. So when I'm not streaming and playing um, Squadrons with Alex and the Poop Squad, uh, then or the Bum Bum Runners, I forget what we decided on. Um, bum Runners, uh, everything but the butt. No, wait, that's uh, D&D. That's, that's our D and D. Everything <laughs> but the butt. Um, so when I'm not streaming. Uh, squadrons are going to be streaming some spooky games so look come to look for me for some old nes uh horror games and probably some resident evil stuff and uh part of the reason why i brought her into this i think somebody else over here is going to be doing a little bit of streaming is that right dwight's ex-wife <laughs> did you just notice that i changed oh it? i noticed that a while ago um yes i want to talk about that but what about what happened oh yeah so so yes literally yesterday i hit um so for those who don't know how twitch works which is basically me i'm still learning as i go along uh alex you can you can talk about this because i know you know as well um there in order to hit like twitch affiliate i think is the the first level um there's like four different metrics you have to meet one is um stream to an average of three people um stream at least seven days uh within a 30-day period i think it's 30 days it might be 60 i think it's, it's 30. 30 i thought it was 30 and stream for at least 20 hours eight hours i think i think, it, I think the first one's eight hours and the second one's 20 something yeah. hours and then get reach 50 followers which in my opinion is the hardest part of that um because getting people to click like on you it requires a lot of eyeballs uh at least a hundred um that's a bunch of eyeballs and eyeballs are creepy and weird and i don't like them being on my stuff do you, do you like them in your butthole yes that's the best the proper place for an eyeball is right smack in the middle of your butthole there's an eyeball there's two of them um but See? we hit we got 50 followers literally yesterday which me makes me <laughs> an affiliate now which is neat there's some eyeballs hey. looking at me um and I know I was really excited about that. So thank you, everybody who is listening to this, who had followed me on Twitch. Um, we're going to keep on streaming. And we're going to talk to Maddie, and we're going to get some emotes for people. But then I found out that people have to be subbed to me to get the emotes. And I don't want anyone to give me money, because I'm not doing this for seriousness at all. And I feel like I'm just stealing money from people, which makes me feel like a massive hack fraud. Because I'm not that uh, good at you're this. Not you're not stealing money if people want to give you money because they like you. I guess that's fair, but no one should want to give me money except for my wow. job. And they should give me a thousand times more. Um, yeah, weird how that works. Huh? <laughs> right. So, um, Tiffany, are yeah. you going to be helping me out at all? I, I attribute yeah. a lot of my success to Tiffany. I just wanted to make sure you got uh, credit for doing your thing. Aww. Cause it's your stream. I just kind of pop in the background and talk about how I'm not wearing pants or a bra, and that's that's. Oh, my that's time. why you have 50 followers. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, I mean, I I like Dwight. Dwight's great. The only reason I watch is for Tiffany. Like, hundred yeah. percent. Tiffany's Tiffany's what gives the stream the life that it needs. Uh. You're not wrong. I come in. I come in with like the most mundane shit. I'm just like, what are you doing? I dyed my hair today. I'm not wearing pants. And then, like, <laughs> I just talked to chat. Bling, 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 four followers. <laughs> yeah. 
and then I just talked to chat and it's like really fun like so I was talking about this yesterday and this morning too like I I don't like I don't care about video games I guess I shouldn't say I like them I don't care about them like if they didn't exist I would be like "Eh." but Dwight's always playing games and that kind of annoys me but this is like different because it's actually putting that towards something like it feels like it has it creates meaning for playing games versus just sitting on the couch for four hours now you're just sitting in your chair for four hours but you're like interacting with people and you're like performing and you're like doing it for a reason I don't know why that makes more sense to me than just like sitting and doing nothing like to me that's like wasted time like sitting on a couch and playing a game for the whole day I will never understand that that to me is like I'd rather do anything else. But for some reason, like, I like the the social performance, like, media stuff that comes with streaming. And I'm, like, really grown to enjoy it and like it. And, yeah. Jesse, you had a pen? Yeah, screw basic happiness. <laughs> um, I, That's what all. I, what I was going to say is, uh, like, Tiffany's not wrong. No, she's not. But, like... For me, video games in adulthood have taken on a like a meaning of socialization. Like mm-hmm. I very infrequently sit at my computer and play a game on my own or sit on my couch and play a game on my own. It's almost always either I'm in Discord playing with my friends or I'm in Discord talking to my friends while I'm playing a game on my own, which like that happens sometimes there'll just be four of us playing four different games but we we all hang out together and we'll discord's really easy to stream in so we like stream to each other and we'll all watch each other play and we'll like be like oh that game looks cool maybe i should pick it up and we can play together and it's it's mostly the social aspect it's like Mm. i can't remember the last day that i didn't talk to billy on discord while playing a game because we just like we hang out there that's just our place so a lot of video games at least in my adult life have become about socialization um where like the video games have to be good to keep my attention but at the same time like i'll play a game that i'm not really into if my friends want to play it like uh that's what it was like with monster hunter world for me like i i ripped that game on this podcast i think yeah but a but bunch I of still, times but i still had fun with it because i was playing a game with mostly brian but sometimes dwight and sometimes justin and sometimes brian's friend who i call randall but his actual name is james I think that's his actual name, unless his real name's Randall and I call him James. James sounds I've forgotten. correct. I've forgotten at this point. But, like, yeah, I feel like you're right. Sitting on the couch for, like, eight hours and just playing a game sometimes can feel like a waste of time. But if you're doing the right game, sometimes it just feels right just to be on your own. But for me... I like to be talking to somebody while I do it, which is probably why I started streaming. Mm -hmm. But I kind of fell out of streaming when all my friends started just doing the Discord thing together because that was fulfilling the same purpose. So, And it's a lot less work to have to, you know, just hang out in Discord instead of stream on Twitch. So, Twitch definitely is a lot of work. Go, Tiffany. I'm 
sorry, I'm coming at it from the wife watching her husband sit and do nothing where I'm like, I want to go do stuff. Right. And Dwight's like, I'm playing this game all day. And I'm like, I don't understand it. Why? There's like a whole world out there of stuff to do. But like now, now that like there's this other social aspect to it. And like it, for me, it's like, it's the, the very, it's a lot of work, but it's that performance piece to it. Like I would never sit all day and hang out in discord. I'd be like, I'm bored. I got to go do something else. Like that Mm -hmm. to me is not the socialness I'm looking for. Like, I like that like persona type thing, like popping in and be like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Like it, it feels like a show or like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like this very different feeling than just like hanging out with your friends or playing a game on your own. It's like, Hey, there's a bunch of internet strangers here. Like, let's just shoot the shit. There's a plane that's flying and it's very low. That scared me. Can you not hear that, Dwight? It sounds more like a truck to me. It's a plane. Ah. It's like the window's open and it's going. (laughs) That was really scary. I know you wanted me to talk about that I was going to stream, but I don't know. I don't know if I really. That's totally fine. Want to talk about uh, it? Well, one <laughs> it's thing, not very exciting. One one thing I did want to mention uh, about the stream is I, for me being getting the fifty followers, there's really like two groups of people I have to thank. Uh, one is the people who really listen, really listen to this podcast. Um, so thank you all very much because I know a lot of you. Uh, there's a lot of crossover with that. Mostly just you know my friends and everything like that. So thank you. And then there's also another. Uh, Twitch community that Tiffany and I have kind of stumbled into uh, at Sound Guy Gaming, um, which uh, we'll probably talk about more in the future at some point. But um, that whole community has really kind of uh, is all about like building each other up. And so a lot of them kind of jumped over to mine and, and, and followed me as well, which has been really, really sweet. Uh, and so thank you all very much as well. It's been great. I just hope it doesn't go to your head and you don't forget who the real star is. Spencer. Yeah, me. Yeah, and Jesse. Oh, Spencer and Jesse. Wait, wait. <laughs> I thought the real star was your butthole. My eye butthole. Ooh, nice one. <laughs> I agree. Um, I'm just trying to bring it back to that as often as possible. <laughs> That's totally fine. So uh, I think that, you know, unless, uh, Jesse, is there anything else that you specifically really wanted to talk about, sir? I mean, I could talk. Man, yeah. I could talk for hours, but. About uh, what? Oh, so many things. Um, like stuff. <laughs> And other Ooh, stuff. Like stuff and other stuff, yeah? Mm. yeah that's about it, actually. Tell Very me cool. all your thoughts on God. Oh, he, he's not. I, I'd really like to meet her. <laughs> we... Oh, she's not. <laughs> well, I just wanted to um, kind of wrap up with this then, wait, I think. Wait, Alex, are you on your way to see her? <gasps> um, Don't no. do it, Alex. Don't go towards that <laughs> light. Don't do it. Or do it, you I won't. What do you say? I don't know any of the other lines from that song. I don't either. Uh, we actually received an email during the show. This is really oh, yeah. cool. This is really oh, yeah. kind of cool. I was cool. going to say, I thought you well, had one more email. So um, we do have one more email. You're correct. So if we look at this, uh, it's from uh, a Jesse. <laughs> so Jesse writes, I'm having such a good time being on the podcast with you guys. So thank you, Jesse. That's fantastic. I'm glad you're having a good time. Yes, uh, and, and we, I, I do hope that you check it out. Yeah, I responded with, thanks. <laughs> I'll check it out. That was yeah. one of my auto responses. So I went with nice. that. Nice. Uh, so. um, I forgot I did that. <laughs> uh, well, yes. that's nice. It was. So this has Iron. been 
another episode of No Refunds. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Did anyone have anything else I want to talk about? This is the, the time of the night when it just kind of I devolves. I don't think so. Like, I had that thing that I wanted to talk about, but we can talk about that literally any time. Yeah, save that one. Yeah, I like that concept, and I definitely yeah. oh, talk yeah. about it at some point. But, like, I gave that now. to you, didn't I, Jesse? Or no, no, I didn't. What? I was Oh, Alex had texted something about uh, a topic. It's fine. You're just not going to be share here. It with you. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll listen to it on, on the episode. Yeah, because uh, you're cool. a super fan. I have, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> We've been going for an hour and 45, so yeah. I think that's... Has a, that, that oh, yes, it oh, has yeah, been. I guess so. So that's a good, that's a good length. Yeah. Hey, girl. All right, so thank you all very much for listening to this episode. Um, you can check us out at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us an email there. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, uh, recipes that you want us to try to make. Um, any, oh, I like that. Yeah, anything, anything you want to send us, please do. Recommendations just, for Tiffany, a uh, bunch of no, stuff, whatever you want, just, just send it to us. No, um, please, no recommendations. I will not watch, <laughs> listen, or do anything that anybody recommends to me. Can I make Sorry. a recommendation, Tiffany? Sure. I recommend that you divorce Dwight. So they're going to be together forever? I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting time. No. Reverse psychology. Uh, yeah, that's really the only social media thing that we need to plug because we don't do anything else. Um, and if you're listening to us, then you already know about Spotify or Podbean or however you're hearing us. Um, thank you to the Hyper Potions uh, for this song that you're hearing. It's pretty cool. And What's it called? It's called Time Trials. Okay, it's a cool. fun one. And we will talk to you all next time. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, Jesse. This was... Uh, <laughs> also a great time to have you so thank you yeah you already know my feelings uh thanks i'll check it out yeah <laughs> yeah it's, no, been this nice. is... it's been nice to finally see jesse for the first time in like seven months or whatever yeah he exists uh, i've seen I mean, him several I, oh, times no you know what i've seen him like twice when body came to pick things up at my house cool are we still in the podcast yeah this is the podcast we haven't okay. said bye Oh, we haven't. Oh, the, the podcast doesn't end until we all say awkwardly say bye. Got bye. Bye. Oh, uh, bye. 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 Is this the podcast? Nope. Bye, bye. Podcast over. Oh, podcast I over. <laughs>